Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Hey, everybody, before we get into this week's episode, I just want to remind you, we are doing the Shape of Shadows premiere on August 19th, 2023, exclusively premiering on theshapeofshadows.com. We are self-releasing this film where me and my team went out to Space Wolf Research, which butts up against Skinwalker Ranch. We performed an entire week of investigating the area, trying to uncover the mysteries. We did capture things on video. This was a fantastic time that we had out there, and we want to share it with you guys. The Shape of Shadows film coming August 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time exclusively on theshapeofshadows.com. This is going to be a live premiere that we're going to do a live Q&A afterwards. That gets you with the VIP tickets. The VIP plus tickets is all that plus the Shape of Shadows t-shirt, exclusive limited edition available to the VIP plus ticket holders. You can get your tickets at theshapeofshadows.com where we will be premiering this film on August 19th. Now let's get to this week's member episode. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. Three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face, they basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer, when he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. to the show, everybody listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another member's episode. We have a fantastic conversation here with Isaiah today. Isaiah contacted us about his lost time, missing time experience that he had one night while driving home from his girlfriend's house, but it does not begin and end there, my friends. Isaiah has a lot of different experiences he wants to talk about, including the time where when he was driving home from his girlfriend's house, he has this lost time situation happen, but the reason why he had this lost time situation happen is because he hit a creature with his vehicle 
that he thinks caused the whole situation to happen with the lost time. This creature is exclusive to Pennsylvania. I've never had somebody on my show talking about having an encounter with the squonk until Isaiah. And he didn't know what this thing was until recently when he started seeing pictures of the squonk and said, that's what I hit. And it makes a lot of sense because where it's rumored to be is where he hit this thing. Fantastic conversation. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So let's get to Isaiah and him ramming the squonk with his car right now. All right, today we have Isaiah on the show. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Tony? Dude, I'm good, man. Uh, dude, you're ha- you hail from my old neck of the woods, which is crazy. I didn't expect that, but uh, nice to meet you. You are in the... I'm not going to give the town you're in because people might come try finding you and, and what you're about to talk <laughs> about today. You know, you never know. Uh, but you're in the Philly area and uh it, it's crazy it's crazy sometimes when when i because here's the thing like when i moved down here to tennessee i was pretty convinced uh nobody in the philly area listened to my show because i never got emails from anybody from the local area and uh here you are and you actually emailed in 2022 when we were in the middle of the moving storm we were moving down here uh, but you know I'm, i moved down here to east tennessee and shoot dude like there's a lot of people down here that are into these topics and talk about it. It's been great, but um, it's always good to talk to somebody up there in the north locally. Uh, you emailed us about a few different things here, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to kind of explore these topics with you in, in, on your terms and on your pace. Uh, and I'm going to let you kind of take the reins as to the direction you want to go and stuff like that. But I just want to give people a taste here. Um, now, in the email, you talked about demonic possession, and I, I, call, I called my one friend, who's my cameraman, Ward, about, the, about you, but he didn't answer. And so I wish I had, some, I had answers to questions that I already have in my head from him before I even talked to you. Unfortunately, I do not. But uh, you believe you opened yourself up to something like an entity when you were younger. And I don't know if this is exactly attached to that, but you mentioned how... Uh, you saw a black crow or bird fly into, I'm assuming your body. Uh, cause, it, yeah. cause, and so there's that. And that, I wanted to call him because I was just going to say it to you. Um, I have a feeling he would say that's Lilith. And, uh, there's a whole thing about Lilith, uh, that you might want to go down mm-hmm. and, and look into. I'm not the guy, I'm not the expert on it stuff. Actually, Ward is my expert on it. But, uh, anyways, we're also going to be talking about lost time, but this lost time I find interesting because it seems to be connected to a cryptid experience that you had. And I'm just like, yeah. that's interesting in itself. Uh, and then at the end, you said that there's uh, some kind of friend that you had that was a witch or something like that. Uh, so I, I, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But uh, I'm going to let you kind of take it off here. And I'm assuming we're going to start with the demonic stuff because I traditionally open up with, you know, you know, in order how things unfold for you. But if you feel there's a better direction to go with it, go for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and be as chronological as I can. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, just to kind of, I don't have to give exact coordinates, but yeah, I'm from the Bucks County, uh, you know, a little bit further off in Philly. But yeah, when I first started listening to you back in like 2019, I was 
I was like, holy cow, this guy is like right like down the road from me, essentially, like in terms of, you know, as far as you could be anywhere else in the country. And that's what like kind of made me such a huge fan. I was like, I didn't realize that uh, there was so much stuff in my area. I always thought of like cryptids, like being like in California or like Montana or something like that. And uh, when I would hear some of the stories, uh, you know, of your, some of your past guests, and they would talk about places that I grew up, you know, in the Poconos or you know all these other areas, and I was like, wow, there's all these cryptids going on, and it started to kind of like validate a lot of things that I experienced in my life because. You know, to be honest, before like the pandemic even happened, it's kind of funny. Like I almost thought that like there was something like like special about my life <laughs> until like I started like hear people's stories. I was like, oh wow, maybe I'm like not that special. <laughs> I not say that like uh, you know that I'm not special, but you know I didn't really even think that people experienced the paranormal because I just uh, I don't know. I guess I was just always so within my own world that I didn't really think that anyone else would have gone through that. Uh, you know, I guess to kind of start it off without giving you my life story, uh, there was a very specific instance in my life that started off everything supernatural. And I, and I know that in the past talking about dreams would have seemed kind of like, uh, not important or hard to really kind of determine if it's relevant because it's so it's like subjective. But the more that I listen to your podcast and other podcasts talking about portals and visions and different things that are you know biblical, I start to kind of realize the importance of dreams. And I remember being very very young and having a dream a very, very specific dream. And, it, and, and to kind of give a background to this dream, like I am a, a born again Christian. Uh, you know, I grew up in the church, a Pentecostal church, assembly of God. And, uh, you know, fell away from the church at, at one point. Uh, but I will, I'll kind of go back to that road as it kind of ties into the story. Uh, and I had this vision of me walking to my house's um, giant window that kind of oversees our, our uh, property when I was a child. And I remember like my mother and my sister and my dad standing beside me and I was looking up into the sky and there was this fake king that was in the sky. And it was like this image of like this, It was like a king, but it was like the face was like uh, like a lion, but it it almost looked like a cartoon. I was very young; I was probably like five or six, and then I remember like looking at my mom, and I remember her crying and screaming and pointing up to the sky and saying, "That's not the real king. That's not the real king." And I remember that like image being burned into my mind and having such a profound impact on my worldview as I was growing up in the church and i was starting to learn about you know, end times and all these different kind of prophetic things that you can kind of go into and especially when we're talking about project Bluebeam and all these different things that kind of exist so the the fact that you said project Bluebeam confirms that you do listen to 
Charlie or not Charlie, uh, Sam Tripoli's podcast. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad you went that direction because as soon as you said that your mom said that's not the real king, the first thing that popped in my head, Project Bluebeam. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't really realize that until like later on, like when I was a little bit older and uh, you know I started to read uh, a little bit more. But I remember like growing up in church and like kind of like hearing you know people's interpretations of like end time prophecies and kind of having like this visceral connection to that, that dream or vision. And it was, you know, one of two or three dreams of my life that I never really forgot. Um, and they would just always replay. I would have like, you know, reoccurring nightmares of it. And, um, as I started to kind of grow up in the church, I started to really become very afraid of things that were to come. And this was, you know, I'm 32 years old right now. And, you know, when I was in church, when I was really young, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like 10 through 15 years old. And, you know, the church was very kind of, uh, how do you say, like, they're, they're very prophetic in nature in the sense that they would talk about, you know, things to be kind of, you know, looking out for. And, it almost like scared me so much that I didn't really even want faith because I was like, you know, why am I following a God just so I can protect myself from destruction that's coming my way. Right. And, and I, uh, it really started to like really kind of create a bad relationship with, you know, religion because I was seeing people, you know, uh, t- speaking in tongues and, and doing all these different things. And I was like, well, we're just kind of preparing for like this, like, end times battle that I don't really want to be a part of. So eventually I just kind of stopped going to church, you know, and I, um, you know, I started to kind of get involved in, in drugs and alcohol and, uh, at a very young age. And, you know, that kind of derailed me and kind of got me involved in gangs and, uh, you know, just different types of crime. And I started to just kind of go in the opposite direction as far as I could, because, I wanted to just kind of get as far away from the upbringing that I had as possible until I ended up, you know, getting arrested and I spent some time in jail and, you know, definitely experienced some things there that, uh, kind of shaped me as I got older and, you know, kind of went through like this very long battle of sobriety that took a good amount of time, you know, up until like my, uh, my twenties off and on. But, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that really started to fast track some of the supernatural things in my life was my obsession with the occult and hallucinogens. I started to really take a lot of LSD and mushrooms and I was really just kind of poisoning myself to like an ungodly degree with drinking like cough syrup and different over-the-counter medications i was literally just trying to kill myself without intentionally just kind of setting the date and um you know one of the things that really was being kind of permeated in the subculture that i was in was you know prying open your third eye you know a lot of it was led by bands like tool and you know different kind of uh, psychedelic metal bands that were really kind of talking about um, 
you know, just kind of like supernatural ascension and, and talking about like Aleister Crowley and different things that I started to kind of get curious about because, you know, I started to kind of have this mentality, you know, I don't want to follow God and have him do things his way. Let me try and pry open my third eye so I can understand the supernatural my way. And let me learn everything about the occult and the demonic my way so I can kind of see what's coming down the pike and kind of be like that deathbed Christian where it's like, okay, when things get too bad, I'll give my life back over to him. But until then, I'm just going to continue doing what I want to do, you know, partying and, and, and just kind of living my life however I wanted to do it while still kind of keeping my eye on the news and world events and all these different things. And I just, uh, you know, I was just very like hypocritical and I was very into understanding all these like prophetic things in different uh, religions and trying to kind of amass this understanding that would kind of protect me if need be, if things got too hairy. Um, you know, but as I started to really start to kind of get into the psychedelics, uh, I started to experience a lot of, you know, like sober manifestations that I know some people might want to categorize as, you know, either mental illness or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't necessarily think that's the case just due to the nature and the reality and the tangible nature of what had happened. Um, and I guess like one of the biggest situations that had happened, you know, started off like when I was, you know, probably I want to say either finishing up high school or slightly after high school, um, I had a vision of hell and it was something that I know that God had done to spare me. And I know that sounds kind of crazy to some people, um, but he, gave me a warning of where I was headed and gave me a very small percentage of feeling of what was uh, awaiting me. And I remember it as initially a dream, but it was a very physical place that I went to. And um, I was kind of put in the gates of hell and it was very dark. And I remember it being pitch black and I remember seeing metal gates, very large gates. And I remember as I started to walk towards the gates, it became darker and darker and darker until I couldn't see anything, but I felt like an enveloping darkness around me. And I remember hearing footsteps walking with me and almost like being able to sense people walking in the direction that I was walking. But I remember feeling the pain. I remember feeling not in terms of heat or fire, but a smothering feeling, a suffocation of um, almost feeling like you're being like compressed and crushed. Like if you were to think of being like in the bottom of the ocean, like that crushing feeling. And it just, it never, it never stopped. It never eased up. You never got used to it. It was just continuously crushing. And I remember I was able to feel it. And I felt the Lord allowed me to feel maybe 10%, maybe 5%. Um, just enough to make it real. 
And as I started to walk and feel the pain, uh, I was, I was brought back and I remember screaming and crying and, and gasping for air, like almost as if like I was suffocated in my bedroom. Um, and I remember running out to my mom and telling her that, uh, what I'd seen and, um, you know, she was very understanding of the things that, uh, I was going through, but you know, she was just kind of like what you would call like a prayer warrior. She just kept on praying for me and, you know, wasn't, wasn't someone who would limit what I would do. She just trusted that the Lord would either be merciful or show me the errors of my ways in his way. And, you know, she just kept on telling me, you know, he wants you back. He wants you back. You know, stop running away. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.